Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode number eight in Be With Me. This is season 18. We're in the book of Titus. We're going to talk about two people, young men, uh, a young man specifically, uh, who is Titus, and then we're going to talk about slaves. So I'm going to title today, Adorning the Doctrine. And the, the bottom line point is, no matter who you are, our behavior, our actions are supposed to adorn the doctrine, make it look good, make the gospel look good. Paul is concerned uh, about the vessels of his message. He talks a lot about it actually in 1 Timothy, another book, which he writes to another quote-unquote spiritual child, and he reminds, reminds Timothy there, hey, you're a man of God. That's your identity. And then he charges him, keep the commandment unstained and free from reproach. That's a big word. Uh, it's just sobering that the people of God, the, a person of God, could cause, cause the message of God to be impaired and his person, his character to be reproached. So the sobering thing, again, my behavior can affect God's reputation and what people think about Jesus. So we bear, to a certain extent, his reputation, and therefore we must be reputationally aware. And that's what he's going to say to Titus here today. Chapter 2, verse 7 and 8. Show yourself in all respects to be a model of good works. And in your teaching, show integrity, dignity, and sound speech. Healthy speech. That's a buzzword all the way through, Titus. And sound speech that cannot be condemned, so that an opponent may be put to shame, having nothing evil to say about us. So he's saying here, again, let your speech and your works and your teaching and your behavior, let it be healthy, let it be sound, and let that resulting uh, advertisement, uh, let it not be able to be condemned by an opponent and have nothing evil to say about us, and kind of therefore for the reputation and that the gospel itself would not suffer reproach. All right, so then he talks about uh, slavery. And this slavery was uh, very prominent in the Near East culture at this at this uh, era, at the year zero. About a third of the audience was either slaves or bond servant. And so kind of to not mention its reality would put the Bible into the fictional category rather than the fact section in our libraries. Now, this is the next verses that I'm going to read is not all that the Bible says on slavery. Um, and uh, I will uh, admit that proof texting certain passages from the Bible has been used to misuse the Holy Word of God for selfish gain. But I would also say that absent Christianity, slavery would be rampant throughout the world. May I draw your attention to our uh, season 16, where we, we looked um, more carefully at this in the book of Philemon. Um, that's just a, a few episodes ago. Um, so you cannot separate the abolishment of slavery absent the context and the motivation of Christianity. So recently, here's the here's the setup for this, is I saw this next verse, uh, and then the, the, the conclusion was, quote, the Bible supports slavery. Here's the verse, verse 9. Slaves, 
this is Titus chapter 2, verse 9. Slaves are to be submissive to their own masters in everything. They are to be well-pleasing, not argumentative, not pilfering, but showing all good faith. Comma. <laughs> but that's where the verse ended. So they forgot verse 10. And they forgot the context of the passage, much less just finishing the verse, which is, Paul says, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're Titus, the leader of the church. I don't care if you're an old man. I don't care if you're an old woman. I don't care if you're a young woman. I don't care if you're a young young man. Everybody has to watch their behavior. Why? Because we all are going to adorn the doctrine of, of, of the gospel. And what he's going to say here in verse 10 is... Is even slaves are 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 you know giving an advertisement for Jesus or not? So here it is: uh, slaves are to be submissive to their own masters and everything. They are to be well pleasing, not argumentative, not pilfering, but showing all good faith, so that in everything they may adorn the doctrine of God our Savior. This is two ten. So slaves, actually, it's bond servants here. Uh, volu- which is a voluntary uh, commitment to a person for life, uh, they are to adorn the doctrine of God the Savior. So are young men, so are young women, so are old men, so are old women, so, 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 uh, so is Titus, and so, so is Paul. We all, let. so what he's saying is let your behavior and your heart and your attitude, whether you're slave or you're Titus, uh, let your intent, let your word, let your teaching, let it all adorn the doctrine of our Savior. So we have a beautiful uh, message. You know, here's the message. God loves us. He sent Jesus on a rescue mission. The rescue mission is for you, and it's for everybody. First Timothy 2.4, God desires that all people to be saved. And we, as uh, ambassadors of that, we adorn the doctrine. Uh, adorn is the uh, Greek word kosmeo, um, and it means to put in order, to make it beautiful, to decorate it, to arrange it in a certain way, kind of like to set the table and put it all into order for people. So we put our life, our words in order so that the order of the gospel may not be in, impaired. So whether you're a slave, a wife, a worker, a church leader, a church child um, in, a, in a family, all our behavior is as to the Lord. We do this all with a view of God. So the point here for, for this whole context of this passage is let's consider our words and our action as it as because it affects what people think about Jesus. It has a reputational effect. So let's highlight our attention to the vessel of the message, that's us, and let's adorn it, let's make it beautiful, let's live well so as not to have doctrinal reproach. So that is, let's adorn the gospel well. Thanks for listening.